It's just another Mailbag Monday, Johnny, and you have asked all of your questions like, who are the top free agents that the Halos should pursue? Will the AL West be the toughest division next year? And should the Angels try to get Araldis Chapman? You asked all those questions, and we've got some really good answers. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And John and I, thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can give us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can like, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today, Johnny, our show is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. 24 7 monitoring agents can capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There is no safe like Simply Safe. So visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. We're so glad you decided to join us for this edition of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every single day. It's a mailbag Monday. We've got a lot of questions to get to. My name is John. That's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. And Johnny, look at what I got here. Do you see that? What are you holding up there? This is kind of hard. What is that? uh, So those of you that are not watching YouTube, this is a David Eckstein bobblehead from the 66ers. Somebody gave this to me at church yesterday. Okay. And it was a really great gift, but his name's RJ, so thank you, RJ, for this. Um, yes. Here's here's the problem I have with this. Is this how far we've fallen that we can't? Ha- <laughs> we have to get somebody from the World Series team from 20 years ago as a bobblehead. Is this is this where we're at, Johnny? <laughs> you know what? I'd love to have Eckstein back. Let's bring him back. Yes, let's bring him back. You know what? And here's why we're brothers because that was my response when I received it. I yes. said, "Yeah, it'd be great to have him play short for us." <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, you've got the Super Halo Bros here with you. You can follow us at Locked On Angels on Twitter and, of course, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And because of that, you sent in a lot of questions for this Mailbag Monday. Mike, let's begin with this one from James Russell Barton. He asked, Strohs are still the team to beat in the West. Hot take, AL West will be the toughest division next year. Mike, are the Astros still the team to beat in the AL West? Well, to quote Ric Flair, to be the man, you have to beat the man. And so, woo! So, yes, I think that they're going to be the team that everybody's going to have to take down next season because they've won now and gone to the NLCS for six straight years. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, <laughs> yeah, see, I'm already putting them in the national league. I wish they were in the national league. Go back. I was thinking, of, I was thinking about a conversation that one of our friends who hosts locked on Astros actually said in our, in our thread, he said, Hey, would the, uh, would the Astros actually be really good if they hadn't moved to the AL West and we were trashing and we were like, no, nah, they wouldn't be good at all. <laughs> Cause the West has been really easy in the last few years, right? And so I think that next season, the the best team is going to be the Strohs. Mm-hmm. And I think the Mariners are going to be there. Mm-hmm. I think the Angels are going to be there. And I don't think the A's are going to be down for too long. So it's probably going to be a, a, a really tight race. And then, of course, Texas is always competitive. They're spending they got money, a new manager, yeah, right? They're going to spend that money. So we'll see what happens next season. But yes, in my opinion... The Strohs are the team to beat in the AOS. What say you? I think that they have just done everything right in terms of development. And I know that the the cheating still looms over them. But the fact is, is you've got Yuli Gurriel and and uh, Jose Altuve. And that's about it in terms of, yeah. of, yeah. of cheaters, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm over the cheating conversation. I think all of those guys 
have moved on, and I know yeah. that the players didn't get disciplined directly, but they're a good team. They're just a good team, right. and they can't right. be stopped. They have great pitching. They have clutch hitting. I know Altuve's having the worst postseason stretch of his career. and Which is kind of nice to watch. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it lowered his uh, career average in the postseason from 283 to 267. Oof. Wow. It's a hard Struggling. Moment. Yeah. Struggling. How about this one, Johnny? From MannyMan2112, he said, who are the top three free agents that you want to see the Angels go after? So give give Manny Man some names, some people that you would like to see the Halos go after. Okay. Well, the top three free agents I want to see them go after, Trey Turner, Jacob deGrom, and Carlos Rodon. But the problem yeah. is, is that they won't. <laughs> and that's so. So, uh, if I'm taking this question too literal, I apologize. In fact, later this week, Mike, you and I are each going to take an episode to play GM, and yep. that's where I will give my my reasonable expectations and possibilities for the Angels and how I would approach the off season. And then you'll do the same for how you would approach the off season. But for me, it's Trey Turner, Degrom, and Rodon are yeah. three top targets that the Angels could get and should yeah. get, but won't get. But who are your top three? Well, I'll tell you, Ruben Rosas actually sent us a message, and it ties into uh, one of the names that I'm interested in. He said, here's a few names that could be interesting for us to go after this offseason. Mm-hmm. Nathan Eovaldi, mm-hmm. uh, Jamison Tyone. Did I pronounce mm-hmm. that right? Jamison yeah. Tyone? And Cody Bellinger, Yuli Gurriel. I actually am going to advocate and I'm going to tease my GM episode. I like Jamison Tyone. Mm. I really like him, and I'm going to I'm going to prove why. And so I'm with you when we're putting together this content and we're talking about players that we would love for them to go and get. There's the these are the dreams, right. and then there's the here's what the Angels will do. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> <Right>? exactly. <laughs> yeah, I liked what Ruben said. Ruben J Rosas on Instagram. Cody and Yuli would be great depth pieces. I think they'd be a nice first base outfield bench pieces if Walsh and or Adele go down or underperform. Definitely better options than Matt Duffy and Jose Rojas. I strongly agree with that. Yeah. I hadn't thought about Guriel as a platoon with Walsh. And yeah, I neither did I. That's a really smart move. The only thing I don't like about Guriel is his racist gesture toward yes. Hugh Darvish in the playoffs yeah. in the yep. World Series five years ago. And that was also when they were cheating. And I just don't know if that's the kind of... I mean, obviously, he went to sensitivity training. Obviously, he got punished for that after the World Series, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> to see his splits, man, he's a strong career batter against lefties. I believe it's like a 285 career average. So if, uh, if, if he has been forgiven by his fellow teammates, by Darvish himself, and can prove to be a good person then I think Guriel could be a great platoon option because he's not as good as he used to be. But if you're using him and Jared Walsh to play to their strengths, I think that's a great idea. And I also hadn't thought about uh, Jamison Tyon. I think he's a great option as well. Mike, here's somebody that a lot of people are interested in, and that is Aroldis Chapman. Anthony Aguiluz on Instagram said, Hey guys, me and my bud have been going back and forth about this. And I want your opinion because it's never wrong. (laughs) That's not true. Uh, he thinks <laughs> just ask our wives. The, yeah, right. He thinks if the Yankees decide to release Chapman this offseason, he'd be a good pickup. I'm just wondering if you can chime in, Mike. The underlying numbers for Aroldis Chapman say no, and the problem is, right. is the last two years have been pretty tough for him. And if you continue the projection that he is on, listen to some of the stats that I pulled. His hard hit percentage has gone up in 21 and 22. 
and he consistently sits above the league average. His walk percentage was 30% higher than the league average in 21 and 20% higher in 22. The expected weighted on base average, which is WOBA, as we like to call it, that (laughs) just takes into account how a player gets on base as opposed to saying they got on base. It says how they did it. Uh, It was pretty consistently under league average from 2015 to 2020, so his best years. But in 21 and 22, he's been 100 to 200 points higher than league average. He's lost movement on his pitches in 21 and 22. It's resulted in less swings and misses on anything that's not the four-seam fastball. In fact, he actually got more movement on his four-seam fastball, but everything else that he throws has actually gone down in movement and it's resulted in less swings and misses so he's not fooling anybody anymore and I think that is a huge part of Aroldis Chapman's game is to go from the four seam fastball to the splitter to the slider that sort of thing and if he's losing inches on those pitches uh, that's just not a good trajectory and I don't think that we'd want to shell out a lot of money for for Chapman in that regard. So you're telling me he's perfect for our rotation, is what you're telling me. <laughs> for, our, for our bullpen, yeah, he would fit doesn't, right in. Doesn't this doesn't this feel like a like an an angel move though? Doesn't it feel like an angel move with he's a free agent, we sign him, and everybody's stoked about it, but then we look at the stats and we go, oh dear God, it's not going to mm-hmm. be good at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I hope not. If we if we did do that. We can't rely on him being like back of the bullpen guy. He's, no, he's like fifth, sixth, seventh inning guy. If right. if that right now, if right? If you're because, frustrated with Aaron Loop, then let me tell you yeah, about Rolders Chapman. <laughs> you're not gonna like this guy. Yeah. Uh, our next question, Mike Max Green Rams baseball asks: Should the Angels go after Kershaw or someone else? Can we rely on our prospects? Kershaw to me was somebody that I thought would be a good move last season. And he actually had a pretty good 22 with the Dodgers. The rumor with him is always Texas. And because he's a Texas boy, and I could see the Rangers making a play for him. I think that there are cheaper options, more reliable options, and more consistent options who are going to stay healthy. Because we all know that we have struggled with healthy pitching for the last 10 years I think Kershaw would be kind of a big risk if we were to go that direction. But what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a risk, and he was hurt this year. And he still had a great year, but he was hurt this year. And if he doesn't come back to the Dodgers, then I can see him going to Texas. But I I can't see the Dodgers letting him go. I think Kershaw is a Dodger for life. He's a Hall of Famer. And and I think it would be foolish to let him go. He's the Jared Weaver of the Dodgers, and so they need to figure that out because I think he's a great fit for their team. As far as trusting our prospects, we actually have a great voicemail that we'll get into. Coming up on Locked on Angels, we're going to get to that voicemail. Plus, we're going to answer questions about like the prospects. But first, Locked on Angels is brought to you by Simply Safe. In the last decade, over 4 million people have said yes to a Simply Safe home security system to protect their home because at Simply Safe, your safety is what matters. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And, and here's why you're going to love Simply Safe it's super customizable, so you don't have to purchase things that you don't need in order to get what you want. The system integrates well in your home and it's easy to self install. So if you're like me and have no idea how to do that, 
they actually walk you through it and there's great directions, super easy. And you don't need a tech to come out and, and schedule something, which is always annoying to have somebody come out and then they track mud in your house and you get frustrated and you don't want that, right? So simply say they've got your back and they don't have like this bulky unit that damages or messes up your home's design. It actually looks natural in your home. And the system will bring you the security that you want and the peace of mind that you need while you're asleep at night or you're away during the day. Simply Safe is simple to use, whether you're controlling the system from your phone with the app. The app's actually really cool. You can access and watch crystal clear HD streams of your security cameras, or you're talking to one of the agents who are monitoring your system. They call you actually when there is a threat detected to get you the help you need ASAP. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. You can save 20% on your safety, uh, <laughs> simply safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and you can get your first month free. So here's a website again. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. And remember, there's no safe like Simply Safe. We want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And we want to thank you for sending in your questions and getting in our voicemail. And here's our voicemail of the day uh, with a very good question. Let's take a look. Hey, guys. Tracy from Henderson again. I appreciate what you guys do. Uh, listen uh, listen to all these shows. And I just listened to Tuesday's podcast and wholeheartedly agree that the uh, farm system needs to be rebuilt. But I don't know how you do that when you draft 19 pitchers as was done by Perry. And I think if we're being realistic, six of the eight positions uh, on the, in the starting lineup um, are open. Obviously, Trout is not, and Rendon is not. And Rendon is only open because, I mean, a closed one because of his contract. But uh, this is a team that lost almost 90 games, and um, I think the farm system really hasn't improved all that much. And I know that uh, I kind of rocked the boat here a little bit, so um, the chances of this getting on are probably slight. But um, look forward to uh, what you guys do. Thanks so much. Tracy from Henderson, Nevada. We always appreciate your phone calls, my yeah. friend. And uh, don't ever worry about rocking the boat here we on Lockdown Angels because <laughs> even, even when people – like. That we wouldn't be having these discussions if we didn't include people who don't agree with with our takes. And right. sometimes even on YouTube, there's some some takes that people don't agree with. And I, I think it's great because yeah. it just inspires more conversation. So please don't ever be afraid of, of rocking the boat because we, we welcome that. And I want to ease his mind in terms of the approach that Perry Manassian took last season. Yeah. And then maybe you can speak to the fact, you know, he says that Trout Spot is locked up. Rendon's spot is locked up, but everything else is fair game. But as far as the 2021 draftees who were part of that all-pitching draft that Perry Manassian did last year, well, there are a lot of those draftees, those pitchers, who were part of the Trash Pandas this season. And the Trash Pandas, obviously we know they went to the, the championships. They had an 81 and 57 record. A big part of that was their pitching core. And yeah. so just to bring some some uh, relief here, uh, no pun intended when I'm talking about relievers, <laughs> but Sam Bachman was one, uh, he was the number one pick in 21. 
He had 12 starts with the Trash Pandas, 43 and two-thirds innings, a 3.92 ERA, and a 1.5 whip. Now, he was injured for some of this season. Kai Bush, another 21 draftee, went 7-4, and four, a 3.67 ERA, 21 starts, 103 innings pitched, and a 1.84 whip. Now, Landon Marceau, who was also in high A, Tri-City, and the Trash Pandas, he was actually a little bit better with high A, so he's probably got a little bit more work to do. 2.98 ERA, 18 starts, 90.2 innings pitched, and get this, a 0.949 whip, so less than one person an inning. Yeah, that's (laughs) Nine-tenths of a person. Uh, (laughs) You've got Luke Murphy, who went 7-2 with a 2.62 ERA. He had 37 games in relief, 44 and two-thirds innings pitched. Somebody that we could count on in the bullpen in the future. Brett Carey was also a draftee. He went five and seven, 20 starts in 25 games. He had a 4.46 ERA, so he's got a little bit of work to do. But what I like about some of this, Mike, is he's got 103 innings pitched, so all of these guys are really getting some longevity yeah. in terms of the innings that they're pitching. Of course, Mason Erla, five and six. He was part of the the draft last season, 4.28 ERA, 16 starts, 1.305 whip. Chase Silseth, who we did see in the majors, went yeah. 7-0 with a 2.28 ERA. Those numbers. 15 starts, Goodness. 83 innings pitched, and a 9.52 whip. Eric Torres was a closer. He pitched in 42 games, had 22 saves, wow. a 1.59 ERA, a 9.41 whip. Nick Jones, of course, he was across high A, Tri-City, and the Trash Pandas. 39 games in relief, 43 innings pitched. He went 4-1. and one. Braden Oltoff was somebody we were excited about. He did struggle a little bit. All in all, he had a 5-9 and nine season with a 4.57 ERA, but he had a 3.13 ERA with Tri-City. Yeah. He had 17 starts in 23 games, so they're still figuring out where he's going to fit in. 108 innings pitched. Pretty great. Glenn wow. Albanese across High A, Tri-City, Trash Pandas. He had a 3.66 ERA, 32 games, 46 and two-thirds innings pitched, and a 1.264 whip. So all of that to say, I think that it was necessary for Perry to fix the pitching problem. And he did so in 21. And that's what he focused on in the offseason before 22. Obviously, we saw that there's still a severe lack of depth in offense and that's why I was excited about the 2022 draft where we got guys like Zach Neto right. and then we traded for Logan Ohapi. He was making some supplemental moves to help with the depth. And another thing to consider, when you draft 5 pitchers in a 20 person draft, let's say, you're lucky if one of those hits. Sure. And Good point. from all accounts, when you have 19 pitchers, you get like at least 5 of those guys to be really good then you've won the lottery. The other thing to consider is that if you do need to improve depth, these guys can all be trade pieces. While we would like to see them obviously dominate as pitchers, these guys could all be trade pieces to supplement the needs that we have, including offense, first base, second base, third base, whatever the case is, you could see these guys would be great trade pieces to get what we need. You look at at LeVon Soto coming up and being really good at shortstop, and then you see Zach Neto making an instant impact, and of course, again, we're all excited about Logan Ohapi. Mike, uh, Tracy mentioned some of the positions that probably are locked up by Trout and Rendon, but 
He said that the other seven or eight are still open. How do you feel about that? I think that second base or shortstop is locked down depending on where you put David Fletcher because he does have Hmm. a a long-term deal. He does have a four- or five-year deal. So I think you want Fletch in the starting lineup. I think that he brings a great contact bat for the team. So I would say, let's say he's at second base. I think second base is locked down. I think first base is locked down. I think Jared Walsh is going to be the Jared Walsh, and we talked about this. He's going to be the Jared Walsh that we discovered in 2020 and in 2021. I think this last season was just a really difficult season for him because of his injury. And Mm -hmm. so I -hmm. think that that's locked down. I can't see Taylor Ward going anywhere. And so I think right field is locked down, especially if he comes back and has a a second season as good as his first season. I think it'll Mm -hmm. be better than last year. And and then I think that the positions that are open, in my opinion, are left field and shortstop. And I would even say catcher. I know Max Stassi has a long-term deal there as well, but I think Logan Ohapi needs to be in the major leagues because I think that this kid yeah. has really proven to be somebody that's going to be productive for the team, but also be great behind mm-hmm. the plate. So I would say to Tracy, I would say that there's three positions, in my opinion, that are open for discussion, but the other positions, in my opinion, are, are, are pretty much locked down. And you and I will address some of those things when we do our GM show as to who we think should go into those open spaces in the lineup. All right, for our last segment of the day, we've got a few more questions. This one came from Samuel Perez. He said, hey, guys, love what you do. New listeners, so I apologize if you've already covered this. But with the Halos getting a new owner, could that mean something for the stadium situation? Mm. Would they move to Long Beach? And would they have an oceanfront uh, stadium, which would be kind of exciting? He said, I love Angel Stadium. Think of it as a second home, but after visiting several ballparks, I realize the Angel Stadium has an identity issue. It's Mm. old. It's been renovated a few times. doesn't really have a classic look like Wrigley or Fenway or Dodger Stadium. And it's still kind of lacking the wow factors of newer parks like Petco, Coors Field. He said, I love me a great baseball stadium. And I want to know what you guys think about the Angels moving to Long Beach. But if they did stay in Anaheim, what type of renovations would you like to see? Uh, We really appreciate that message, Samuel. Mike, how do you feel about a move or how do you feel about renovations? What would you like to see at an Angel Stadium? I think that the new owners need to come in and establish a great stadium in Anaheim. I don't think that it would Mm -hmm. be great for the new owners to move this team. They're still under contract, I believe, for 10 more years, five to 10 more years in Anaheim at Angel Stadium. Yeah, they have a pretty long lease. Yeah, they got a pretty long lease. And and that's the thing is they, they don't own it. And so I think that that's going to be a piece that needs to be negotiated, whether they can get the property around. I know Artie was trying to get that property. If it's going to be somebody like a Stan Kroenke and what he did with the Rams is beautiful. SoFi Stadium is mm-hmm. incredible and all the stuff around it is incredible. And so that's what I would like to see them do in Anaheim. I love the hats. I think that that's great. I love the big A. Hmm. I, I think in my opinion, the, the stadium does kind of have that sentimentality, but we've been Angel fans for a long time. And so right. I think that that plays into it a bit. I love the big A out in the parking lot. Maybe they can incorporate that more in the stadium. But in my opinion, moving them, I don't think would create great relationship with 
Angel fans, and and I I like having the team in Anaheim because it's only an hour away, and Long Beach is about right. an hour and a half. So and it's easy <laughs> in and it's easy out right off the 57 freeway. So I think it would be great to stay there. I would love to see them make it a bit more pristine, maybe a bit more baseball-y, um, and that we had maybe some things that were happening around it, making an event that you show up to like SoFi mm-hmm. is, um, and even in Vegas with the Raiders, like their stadium is in Vegas. I think that that's what the new owner needs to bring, and that's what I would be negotiating if I was him or her. I saw a great post on the Angels Reddit thread. Somebody did a mock design of a new Angel Stadium in the show because they have the stadium builder. One of the things I liked was uh, it was like Gene Autry's Smokehouse or something like oh, nice. that. There was like a restaurant named after him. Then the other thing was in center field behind the rocks, it was kind of a redesigned rock pile. There's a huge scoreboard. And there's a big A going through it. Think the crown at Kauffman Stadium where you see KC and then that's kind of the scoreboard as well. So they incorporated an A into the scoreboard and looked really cool. I love that. So check that out on the Angels Reddit thread. I love spending time on there as well. Hey, Cohenial asks, LAA needs a fresh look, new uniforms. How would you feel about a full City Connect rebrand? I think the Angels just, once the new owner comes in, I think they need to refresh the uniforms. It's been 20 years that they've had this scheme. I'd like to see, and if you're watching on YouTube, I I, I got my navy, old school, navy blue and red Bill uh, 80s angel hat, and I love the navy blue. I wish that that would be incorporated into our our uniforms. So I think once new ownership comes in, there's got to be a refresh of the stadium. There's got to be a refresh of the uniforms. I like the City Connect. I just wouldn't base a new design on the City Connect. I would let that stay being a special every now and then kind of jersey. Yeah, I, I they're growing on me, but I think u- utilizing the state of California, that, co- that, that 80s logo, mm-hmm. I would bring that back and give it a modern feel and a modern look, similar to what your hat looks like. I think that that would be a great look for the Halos to have instead of the red and white, maybe to do red and blue and and go back to some of that classic 80s look, throw it back to, and honor the history. I think that would be a really great way. Maybe they could bring Rod Carew back and, and when they do that, you know, like build <laughs> right. a relationship back with him. I think that would be a really great move. Hey, we've got two questions about ownership turbo j911 said we need a big time owner of the angels getting one there's more people talking about people interested in the phoenix suns rather than the angels and then invasion of mike said finding it odd how quiet the interested parties are in the sale of the angels outside of the la times owner and the golden state warriors owner who is actually negotiating to buy the team and I, I did a little search just because is there any news out there currently and there's not a lot of current news As we know, Mike, the Angels always play this stuff close to the vest, and we don't hear about it until it's actually happened, and I feel like that's going to happen with the Angels once again. But one name I found and I hadn't heard of yet, and this was from a Forbes article on September 9th, Gregory Milken Hmm. is the co-founder of the investment firm March Capital. They invest in the gaming industry, companies, cloud technology, esports. He's somebody who has shown that he's interested in having a sports team. He's a father of, of five. He's married, and he's a younger guy, probably early 40s. And he seems very excited about like gaming industry, and I think that extends to sports, the sports world, right? Yeah. And so he's done a lot in terms of technological stuff. He's done a lot in terms of investing in cloud technologies and young upstart gaming companies who then get acquired by bigger companies. But he he is there to help them and get their brands off the ground, get their production companies off the ground. So 
He's been doing that for about six years with March Capital. And so that's a name I hadn't heard of uh, until I found this Forbes article. So he seems like another interesting candidate. But all that to say, I, I honestly believe, and this is just me speculating, I feel like this talk has been going on since before the announcement came out. Do you agree? It has to, right? Because when you look at all these other teams, like for example, the Washington Nationals had somebody come out and say he was interested. It's the owner of the Wizards and the Mystics, and I think he owns another team too. So he would actually mm-hmm. own four four big sports franchises. You haven't heard much from this Halo news about getting a new owner. And I think it's because that's just how they move. That's just how they operate, which can mm-hmm. I just say, new ownership, please communicate. Please yeah, let us know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, like let's let's communicate and and give information. You don't have to give it all. You don't have to you don't have to speculate, but let us know what's happening right now. Hey, things are moving forward. We have a couple of people that are interested. I just don't know why any of that information hasn't come out unless MLB doesn't want them to release it during the playoffs, but the Nationals news about new ownership came out. And so mm-hmm. I'm just not sure why we don't hear stuff. That's really, really frustrating that we don't hear stuff as fans. I think they, again, they can endear themselves to us if they just kind of gave us a clue or a hint as to what's happening in that organization right. today. Now, take this as a grain of salt. Bob Nightingale did have that article a few weeks ago that we talked about on the show where we would get some news probably beginning of 2023. But yeah. That's Bob Nightingale. Right, so, right. <laughs> take that for what it's He's worth. right about 30% of the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so last question, Johnny, from Eggy Nicky. He said, what represents the Angels best? What song represents? Is it Build Me Up, Buttercup by the Foundations? If you had oh. to pick a song, what would best represent the, the state of the organization right now? I'm going off the top of my head here, and I'm picking Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind because the course <laughs> says... I want something else. And that's what I want. I want something else (laughs) to get me through this semi-charmed kind of life because it's been way too much of the same for the last 12 years. I know we had the uh, best record in baseball in 2014, but we have just not been the team that we were from 2000 to 2010. Yeah. And I want something else. So yeah. that's that's what I'm taking good. for my song. That's good. What, what would you pick? I'm going to stick with the 90s too. I'm going to go with Radiohead, High and Dry. Don't leave me. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Ooh, no. Yikes. That's the sound of all of our listeners yeah. going away. Yes. And so that, that's how I feel. Don't leave me high and dry. Uh, I, I need yeah. you to I need you to get a good owner. I need you to get some good players. And, and let's figure this out. I need you also to keep Shohei Otani. So high and dry by Radiohead would be my pick. Yeah, and, and Alden Gonzalez, we don't play Buttercup anymore, my friends. So just so you know, <laughs> I know that you mentioned that the other day. Yeah, we haven't done that for about six years. So yeah. we're, we're past that now. I know you haven't been around here in about six years. That's okay. You're you're off doing bigger and better things uh, with ESPN, I guess. <laughs> well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They share the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's always really great. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to all of you who sent in questions and got in our voicemail. Of course, you can always reach us at Locked on Angels on Twitter 
and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, depth is the word. We always talk about how we need depth. Perry Minossian said we need depth. Fans said we need depth. And so we're going to talk about what the heck do we mean by depth tomorrow on Locked On Angels. <laughs> it's going to be a great conversation. We hope that you'll join us again. In the meantime, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Angels, and we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.